Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 839 of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, today I'm speaking with Gail. She has type 1 diabetes and a number of other issues that she's going to explain to you right up front, so I won't take time telling you about them here. While you're listening to Gail and I make chit-chat, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you are a person with type 1 diabetes or the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Fill out the survey. That's it. Just finish the survey and you've helped people with diabetes. You've helped research for type 1 diabetes. You are going to be part of the solution at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. It is not often that by answering simple questions about diabetes, you can help. But here we are, and this is it. Gail is actually a returning guest. See if you can figure out who she is before we tell you later in the episode. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by Dexcom. Go take a look at the Dexcom G6 right now at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. And if you're interested in that Dexcom G7, it's going to be coming out anytime now. And we are planning on switching my daughter to it as soon as possible. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box has all the information you need. The podcast is also sponsored today by Omnipod. Now, you know, Omnipod makes the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash. Figure out which one you want at omnipod.com forward slash juice box. My name is Gail. I am type 1 diabetic and I have been for 35 years. I also have MS, celiac disease, undifferentiated connective tissue disease, and that's about it. There's a couple others, but yeah, that's it. Hold on. How can you say <laughs> How can you say there's a couple others, but eh, whatever. Well, just, you know, minimal Raynaud's and that kind of thing. Don't, don't give short shrift to Raynaud's. Um, okay. Well, and that sort of thing. Keep going. What's that sort of thing? Um, I think, I think that's all of the. Diagnosed. Uh, auto, autoimmune diseases. Not that you're here I for think. it, but do you have stuff that's not autoimmune? Um, no, I don't. Look at you. I'm healthy otherwise. Get <laughs> so. a champ. All right. So, um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's pick through this. This is a this is a an hour's worth of talking for certain. Um, mm-hmm. Thirty five years with type one. You were diagnosed when you were thirty when you were a year old. No, when no. I was eight. Eight. Okay. So I'm forty three. You took the math from me, Gail, but that's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I sorry. appreciate. No, don't be sorry. So uh, you're forty three now. Thir- eight when you were diagnosed. 35 years ago is a long time. My rough math mm-hmm. tells me that was like the 90s-ish. Yeah, 86. 86, that's the 90s. And um, Not not really, but okay. <laughs> Gail, Gail, I like that you're going to be difficult. <laughs> and by difficult, I just mean not let me just say whatever I want to say. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so let's talk about the 
I'm, well, actually, let me ask, was type one your first diagnosis? It was. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's about the time my friend was diagnosed. So um, he didn't have a good go of it. How was your go? Uh, I, from what I remember, it was just, I took NPH and R twice a day and ate at certain times. And that was about it. I mean, we did blood sugar checks and stuff, but it wasn't, I don't know. She just completely disappeared. Like got cut off. Finally got a nice room. We had our rhythm going. Could you feel it? It was coming. We were like, oh, she's talking. We're going to get a little story time here. Story time. And then Gail is gone. Probably not dead. Right? Probably like, I don't think something fell in her house or anything. Now, will she call back? There she is. Hold on a second. Nothing bad happened, right? Like a tree didn't fall through your house or something like that? Sorry about that. No. It's okay. You just push a button. Uh, I think I must have. Gail, were you futzing? I was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no big deal. Uh, you were taking your shots, eating on schedule. That's kind of it you were starting to say. That was pretty much it. Yeah. So it was, I remember taking a shot in the morning. You know, you mix the N and the R. Yeah. NPH and the R. And mm-hmm. then it would take it at like six o'clock at night. Right. I just, I remember my dad had to be home from work by six to eat dinner. Oh, so this put a, put rules on your father. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we were eating at a certain time. I gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. What was um, maintenance like? You go to a doctor with frequency? Were you shooting for goals or levels or was it just Gail still alive? Keep going. I just think to stay alive. I don't really remember a whole lot. Right. Other than what I did, I must not have had that many lows because I don't remember being low that very often. Uh-huh. When I should say, when do you recall like kind of moving your care to something more modern? Um, probably when I was in college, maybe. Okay. Late high school. Um, went to uh, Atlantis and Humalog. Still shooting it with um. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't go on a pump until before I had my first son. So he's 14. So I probably went on a pump maybe 15, 16 years ago. Okay. And did you go on a pump? But back then you went on a pump specifically to get pregnant? Yep. Okay. Because that, that was the consideration back then, right? Tighter control, quote unquote, use a pump. Right. Okay. Yep. Did that work? Um. Yeah, I had tighter control. I don't know. I remember once in college, I remember, I remember I was home for the summer and I think I had an A1C when I was nine something from what I remember. Um, but then I, I know when I was on the pump, I got into the sevens. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's that's what I remember. Definitely an improvement. And that was just, yeah. just function of moving to a pump and being able to cover like quick snacks and things like that address high probably. blood sugars. Okay. Probably just paying, you know, closer attention to it that way too, because I was going to have a child. So I wanted to do better. Yeah. Was, was, was MDI after regular and MPH, was that, was that the biggest shift or was the pump a bigger shift? Um, 
Probably the pump. Probably the pump. Okay. Because when I went from just two injections a day, I was more excited about being able to eat whenever I wanted mm-hmm. with doing MDI. Okay, so it was it wasn't it wasn't as much about like health considerations as it was about like day to day stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, if you were a nine on MDI, we don't even know what you were before that. I'm guessing. No, I have no idea. Gotcha. I don't remember. Yeah. I know I had, I know I had to go get blood tests, but I just I don't remember what the results were. Well, uh, the goals were different then, for sure. So probably, yeah. Okay, so uh, after type one, what comes next? Celiac? Can I guess? Let me guess. And then no, no. Okay, well, what, what was? You're it? wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the thyroid. See, I, oh, did I mention thyroid? No, thyroid. Thyroid, thyroid. Um, this is unfair well, to me now because I didn't know about that. Sorry, <laughs> I threw that one in there. Um, I don't remember if that one was. I don't know. I, I should say I don't know if that one was actually autoimmune. I had a multinodular goiter mm-hmm. that I got removed, but my thyroid levels, my TSH, were normal at that point in time. Do you take um, a medication now? I take Synthroid. Synthroid, but you've never yeah. um, been checked for um antibodies i don't know no i don't know Has i any- have antibodies for everything else so i would assume <laughs> that it's in there gail's like so a, i don't know <laughs> i'm a bucket of antibodies scott they're definitely probably right. in there. yeah yeah um i have to think so has anyone ever said hashimoto's to you no okay well i mean i guess if you're managing it well it probably doesn't matter you know what i mean there's not much that I mean, I don't have thyroid, so there's not. Oh, wait, they took your entire you thyroid? Do. They did. Oh, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Oh, I didn't recognize that. I, I know about the goiter. I didn't realize that it meant the whole thyroid was gone. So, yeah, they took the whole thing out. Okay. So, how do you find that? Like, is it, I guess you didn't have much experience with, because you weren't having TSH problems, so you don't know. Not that I remember anyway, but I know I. Cause I had been seeing the endocrinologist then cause I was only seeing my family care doctor. And then when I went to the pump is when I went to an endocrinologist. Um, and I think he was checking it like during an exam and it was, he could feel it. Yeah. The bumpy. And then it just, it kept growing. Gotcha. So they removed the whole thing and is Synthroid managing it. Do you have side effects from not having a, a thyroid or is it managed pretty well with the Synthroid? Pretty well with the Synthroid up until maybe six months ago. You start getting tired? Uh, yeah. My TSH got up to seven something. So did you... believe? Was there like a big change for you? Weight gain? Something like that? No. Well, I did gain some weight, but uh, maybe 10, 15 pounds. Um, but that, that one came out of nowhere. So... That's kind of a long story. So my endocrinologist who I was seeing quit his practice and I had the blood work done because I had been fatigued, but that's another thing because I have fatigue because of all the other things. Right. Um, so I had had like annual blood work for it anyway, and it came back at seven and he, he had quit. My endocrinologist quit. So I was kind of stuck. And um, until I could get a another one, an appointment with another one, which is until another four months or so. 
So I saw a, an integrative health nurse practitioner mm-hmm. and she did the blood work there and she put me on, I believe it was called Cytomil. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a T3. T3. Yeah. yeah. And then everything has evened out since then. And that, did that push your C, uh, your TSH back under two? It's just under two right now. Wow. So no um, increase to the synthroid, just the addition of the cytomel. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's excellent. Uh, okay. I like how when you started to tell it, you were like, this is a long story. And I thought, <laughs> I thought to myself, well, it's a podcast, Cal. So <laughs> perfect. <Yeah. laughs> okay. So second was thyroid. How Do you remember how old? Um, let's see. I was probably two or three years before my son was born. So 16 years ago ish. Oh. I'm 43. So whatever that was. Yeah. Okay. 20, whatever. Uh, 20, whatever. Let's go with that. Hold on. 43. 27, 28. All right. Hold on. So 26. I'm going to take the four and turn it to a three. I'm going to carry the one. Now it's seven to get the 13. And then two, 27. Sure. Right. I, I like that. Sounds right. No, no. So. Okay, so here's the interesting part and why I asked. You went 19 years without something new happening. Mm-hmm. You were just type 1 for 19 years. And for most of that time, you were just regular MPH, kind of like boom, boom, hitting it here, hitting it there, decide to have a baby, move to the pump, thyroid pops up. Thyroid after the birth or before? Before. Mm-hmm. And then, then you got celiac? Um... What else do I have? Raynaud, so, celiac, MS, and the the connective tissue. Um, MS came before celiac. Okay. I, you know what? I, celiac, I probably had a time. lot longer than I ever mm-hmm. got diagnosed with it. But yeah, we're just talking about the diagnosis, though. Like, so what do you, like, looking back, uneasy stomach, gas bloating, yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you... Can would hindsight tell me celiac was after type one? Yeah. Okay. But I would say probably I don't know, probably even into when I was a kid. Gotcha. I wouldn't be surprised. Like in my teens. We're gonna give celiac a one A with an asterisk. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm setting up your life like a horse race in front of me on a whiteboard, sure. just so you know. <laughs> okay. All right. So then that's fun. Yeah, for no one, honestly, it's just to keep the conversation straight. <laughs> um, MS is next, you're saying? MS is next. I, that I got diagnosed with three months after my son was born, my first son. Okay. What's diagnosis of MS look like? I had, so I had um, like sharp pains in my fingers and like two of my fingers on each hand. And um, I didn't go see anybody about it. I just, you know, was pregnant and had a baby and everything like that. So then I finally made an appointment with my, I don't know why I went to my primary care doctor, but I chose to go to him because I thought maybe it was diabetes related. I don't even know what I thought it was, but I went to see him and he said, um, we'll do a, an MRI to rule out MS. And then it ruled it in with, I think I had three or four lesions on my brain. Gail, wow. Off of sharp pain in two fingers, the doctor mm-hmm. was like, that's going to be MS? <laughs> Apparently, that's how he figured it out. I'm sure I told him something else, too, but I don't, you know. There's fatigue. I mean, he, I had a newborn, so I don't right. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's, uh, you still have that yeah. doctor? That's well done. No, he, he retired. These people just leave you left and right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotta go. <laughs> I, see ya. Goodbye. I need yeah. more. I need more synthroid. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See ya. <laughs> right. So, um, so you get that diagnosis. I mean, can you put yourself back in that time? Is that uh, crushing? What does that feel like? That one was pretty bad because. Yeah, because I had, you know, I had a three-month-old and my grandma had just died. And then um, I got the MS diagnosis. So that was a lot to handle at one point in time. Did your grandmother get hit by a train or did she have some illnesses? She was 89. She was old. Mm. So Yeah, her time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That time was. Oh, that's that's nice. I kind of find that lovely for some oh. reason that, you know. Like she just she made it to the end. It feels like to me. She did. Yeah. yeah, I think she did. Cool. She had a good life. So, so uh, is how long is it just pain in your fingertips? Um, that kind of went away. Yeah, that's a good question because I haven't had that for a long time. Um, I don't know. At some point after the pregnancy, maybe six months later, mm-hmm. it kind of just disappeared. But I had also got a, a medication for MS at that point in time. So I don't know. That's, I mean, going on the medication doesn't make your symptoms go away, though. So, um, what is the medication? It probably, do? It's supposed to slow things. Uh, it's supposed to stop the progression of the disease. And the disease is these lesions that appear. Right. Okay. Did the uh, existing lesions ever go backwards or? No. No. They're yeah. always there. They're there with it, are what they are. How often mm-hmm. do you look for more? Do you wait for symptoms or are you on some sort of a, a schedule? Every year I get an MRI. What? And it's been a while now. Does it, has it progressed or has the medication worked? So I was on what was called beta seron, which was another injection. Um, it was like an every other day injection. So I was on that. Oh, probably two, two and a half years. And then I went off of that to have my second son. Um, so I was off of that for maybe a year and a half and then went back on. Um, and then I had my first official quote unquote relapse uh, when my oldest son was in probably kindergarten when he was probably five or six. And um, I had like, uh, I can't remember. I had two cause I've had two relapses, but I've, gotten back probably 95% of what I lost during those relapses. So the first one, I think it was my left side on that one. So it was like my vision went wonky and my eyes were not tracking together, if that makes sense at all. Mm-hmm. So I had to wear like an eye patch because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't see at the same time I was getting double vision and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, so I don't remember what I was asked. <laughs> It was beta Sarah and then I was on for a while. Okay. That and was the first one. I was asking about whether the medication stopped the progression at all, but it sounds like you it, had two instances so far. Yeah. So I had, so I had the first relapse and then stayed, no, we switched to, um, so how I understand it is the MS medication can kind of run its course mm-hmm. and your body just becomes accustomed to it. And you need to switch. So I had switched to what was called a Baggio and I had had another relapse within like six months um, after that one. So then my neurologist suggested I try Tysabri, which was the infusion, which was a monthly infusion. And that one kind of resets your whole immune system in a way. Okay. And um, since then I have not had a relapse. Interesting. Um, When you call it a, when it's a relapse, it's a, it's a something different happens. 
it's yeah it's like basically there's another lesion that shows up gotcha. and um um it affects whatever it's going to affect which can be pretty much anything depend and these lesions always happen on the brain um so i don't have them on my spine but they do happen on your spine as well they can happen on they your can. Spine as well. how do you um you know it, i don't know if it was on the recording i'm struggling to remember if i said this to you before we started or not but i said I, I didn't I thought you weren't nervous because your voice is so settled, but now mm-hmm. I'm starting to think you've just been through some shit and <laughs> it, and this is your level of like normal. Yeah. Am I right mm-hmm. about that? Yeah. Okay. If I if, I don't know, is it coming off like I don't like there's no emotion there because no, you're coming I don't off- know, it's just no, no, not emotionless. Like, I, listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect somebody to come on and say, "Hey, I want to be on a podcast. I have an MS celiac type one. We haven't even gotten to some of the other stuff. This, this, this," and you're just going to come on and start crying. Like, I, I imagine that people sure. have it like in a place where they can talk about it. You don't sound emotionless to me. You sound to me. How would you like to know what your blood sugar is without poking a hole in your finger? You can. With the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System, which is available at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Not only does Dexcom offer zero finger sticks, but you can get your glucose readings right on your smart device. That's your iPhone or your Android. Don't have a phone? That's okay. You can use Dexcom's receiver. On any of these devices, you're able to set up customizable alerts and alarms setting your optimal range so that you'll get notified when your glucose levels go too high or too low. And you can share this data with up to 10 followers. Imagine what that could look like. Your child could be at school and their data could be available to you, your spouse, their aunt, the school nurse, anyone who you choose. My daughter's been wearing a Dexcom forever and it helps us in multiple ways. Around meals, we're able to see if our boluses are well-timed and well-measured. If they aren't, we can tell by how her blood sugar reacts and then go back the next time and make an adjustment. Without the Dexcom CGM, we're sort of flying blind, but not just at meals, also during activity and sleep. The Dexcom offers us an unprecedented level of comfort and security. Being able to see my daughter's blood sugars in real time and not just the number, but the speed and direction is an absolute game changer if you're using insulin. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Head over there today to see if you're eligible for a free 10-day trial of the Dexcom G6. The Dexcom is at the center of how we've been able to keep our daughter's A1C between 5'2 and 6'2 for over seven years. We've been able to minimize variability and keep her blood sugars in a stable range because of the information that we can see with the Dexcom. These are our results and yours may vary, but using Dexcom's feedback has helped my daughter, without any food restrictions, live a more normal and healthy life. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. My daughter Arden began wearing the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump on February 4th. 2009. That was 5,093 days ago. Or another way to think of it, 1,697 pods ago. At that time, she was four years old. Hang out with me for a moment while I tell you more about the Omnipod. 
omnipod.com forward slash juice box. Today, Arden is 18 and still wearing Omnipod. Back then, there was one choice, just one pod. But today, you have a decision to make. Do you want the Omnipod 5, the first and only tubeless automated insulin delivery system to integrate with the Dexcom G6? Because if you do, it's available right now for people with type 1 diabetes ages 2 years and older. The Omnipod 5 is an algorithm-based pump that features smart adjust technology. That means that the Omnipod 5 is adjusting insulin delivery based on your customized target glucose. That's helping you to protect against high and low blood sugars both day and night automatically. Both the Omnipod 5 and the Omnipod Dash are waterproof. You can wear them while you're playing sports, swimming, in the shower, the bathtub, anywhere really. That kind of freedom coupled with tubeless, a tubeless pump. You understand it's not connected to anything. The controller is not connected to the pod. The pod is not connected to anything. You're wearing it on the body tubelessly. No tubing to get caught on doorknobs or anywhere else that tubing with those other insulin pumps can get caught. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. That's where you go to find out more. You may be eligible for a free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash. You should check that out too when you get to my link. Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. So if you're looking for an insulin pump that is tubeless, waterproof, and automated, you're looking for the Omnipod 5. If you want to do it on your own and you're not looking for the automation, Omnipod Dash. For full safety, risk information, and free trial terms and conditions, please also visit Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. You sound to me like if the moon started falling out of the sky, you would go to what the next step is. You wouldn't put your hands Probably. over your head and yell, oh, no, the moon's going to fall on my head. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You look to me like you'd be like, oh, we got to move to the left and get underground. Uh, you, right. like, you know what I mean? Like you just you seem like um, you, th- you know, I keep saying this in the podcast recently, but I, I can't for the life of me. Somebody's got to write in and tell me who said it, although somebody probably said it and it hasn't been up yet. But somebody told me about how astronauts think about how basically mm-hmm. everything around them is trying to kill them. So they order it by what's going to kill them next. They fix that problem. Then they go to the next thing. They go to the next thing. Like you have that vibe to you. Hmm. So, yeah. And you've had it like, like I, I heard it three minutes into the conversation. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'm, uh, and to, to, to make my point, you had another baby after you found out you had MS. Like, I think that's, I did. Yeah, that's like a baller move. A little, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was my neurologist that because I did see a neurologist who I didn't care for, and we switched from him and went to a different one that my family care doctor, who came up with the MS, <laughs> recommended. And we went to her, and she said she was all for it. And I, I think that just kind of made me feel like that it was okay. Do they talk about the second one? Do they talk about multiple multiple sclerosis like it's an autoimmune disease? Um. No, I don't know. It's not really ever brought up. No. I mean, maybe occasionally with me because she knows of everything else I have. So I don't know. It's not. I don't know. I mean, a disease in which the immune system eats away at the protective covering of nerves. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. by the way, Gail, it's rare. 
I know. <laughs> Everything you have is rare, by the it's way. It's rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. But you've probably never won the lottery? No. No, this doesn't translate to other good things. Like, or to, to no, good things, it I should, think. but no. Is MS autoimmune or inflammatory? Multiple sclerosis, T-cell mediated autoimmune disease in which inflammation is sustained by. Okay. So when they give you this, um, tell me again what you called the, um, the infusion. What's that medication? It's called Tysabri. You said that like you knew I wouldn't be able to spell it. Can you spell it? T-Y-S-A-B-R-I. T-Y-S. Got it. So you said it kind of like, when you told me like it kind of resets your immune system, I thought, I wonder if it's working on any of her other stuff. So is are there benefits besides MS for that medication for you? Not that I'm aware of, no. You haven't seen it impact brain odds, celiac, anything like that? No. Okay. All right. Um, you were one of the people when somebody says, hey, I can't get COVID, I'm compromised. That's from the medication, mm -hmm. right? You are compromised. Correct. Okay. Yeah. How much, uh, what did you do during COVID? And I guess probably what are you still doing? Um, during COVID, we didn't, we didn't go out too much. Um, you know, I would wear a mask or whatever, all that stuff. And I've been immunized. I've had both, I've had both boosters now. Um, everybody in my house has had their, their shots and everything. Um, no, nobody in my house has gotten it. Knock yeah. on wood. We haven't either. Um, I, I should, knock yeah. on, I should knock on something as well. Um, right. Yeah. Well, that's, they, you know, there's been doctors too that have said because of all the autoimmune issues, I, this is all theory. So I don't know if it's really true, but that I don't get sick very often, like with colds or flus or anything like that. I don't, and they said that it could be because your immune system is just working overdrive all the time mm -hmm. that you don't get sick like that. But I, Who knows? I remember thinking in the first couple of years of Arden's life, like, wow, this kid's never sick. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I had other kids. They got like my son got sick, he had an ear infection, things happened to him. You know what I mean? I, was, I look at Arden, mm -hmm. I was like, this kid's like Superman. She never, I never thought, mm -hmm. I never thought <laughs> to think like that might not be good. Uh, but there we are. All right. So we're going to, we'll circle back around a little bit, but um, just tell people how Raynaud's uh, presents. Raynaud's. Um, so that's, I don't know when that one popped out, but it did at some point. It's um, so like it affects me more in the winter than it does in the summer, but um, my fingers and my hands will, it's like, it almost looks like, like you're a dead person. <laughs> better way to say it, but the blood all drains out of your limbs is what it looks like. You turn blue. You turn like kind of a bluish white. Is it a pretty like blue? super super? Gail, is it like something? Is, like, is it nice at least? Could you? Access? No, no, it's not gross. even. It's it not looks, I look dead, so it's. Oh. <laughs> uh, how long does it last for? When like, is that a flare-up situation or is it constant? It just happens whenever. Gotcha. No It'll happen if I'm it, like in the winter time or in the summertime. It can happen if I'm indoors in the in the air conditioning and then go outside. Mm. Like my toes will do it. Do you prefer warm weather in general? I do. Yes. Do you live somewhere warm? No. Always what I, it's well, so interesting. Yeah. Because why, why would you not pick up and move immediately? I would like to. Are these, you know, family. Let's see these bastards that you're attached to holding you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't want to move. So your toes they can stay pink. <laughs> right. Well, 
some point in time, I hope. Any autoimmune with your kids? Um, my youngest has, he has the marker for celiacs. Okay. He Um, does not have it necessarily yet, but he has the the marker. Interesting. So no symptoms. He, so that's, he just had his, uh, well child checkup last month. So we're going to get him tested, um, pretty soon. He was, he talked about having stomach ache. So with the celiac from how I understand it is it's like, if you have the marker, you need to get tested every couple of years just to see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to get the blood test. So we said, then you can go gluten-free if you want. So he did. And then we went to, uh, his wellness checkup and she said, cause I said something about his thyroid too, because he's not, he's kind of short and, um, isn't like, I don't want, he could just be short. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, I worry about things like that. I think about it and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I said, can we get that checked? And she said, yeah. So we're going to get it all checked at okay. the same time. Yeah. And you Better know, you, you know, if his T- TSH comes back over two, don't let them tell you it's in range. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. I do. Good, good, good. And she's testing, she's testing for the antibodies on that one. So. Yeah. Well, the next time you get a blood, the next time you get a blood test for fun, you ought to get that antibodies test. I should, or does it? I mean, the thing's gone now. Why don't we just let it live? Let let it die. Let it live, <laughs> like, rest in peace. You know. Uh, okay, so now the um the connective tissue thing. What is that called? Undifferentiated connective tissue disease. When does that pop up? That was. Probably started getting symptoms, I want to say fall of 2019. Okay. And it, it, the the description of this, you know, online, mm-hmm. undifferentiated connective tissue disease is a term suggested by Leroy 30 years ago to denote autoimmune disease that does not meet criteria for established illnesses such as systematic lupus, scleroderma, dermatomatitis, I don't know, surgeons, mm-hmm. uh, syndrome, vasculitis, rheumatoid arthritis. Like, do, do you, so you can get some of that or all of it or just a mixed bag? So you have to have, so I, I favor lupus and Raynaud's, um, and that's all part of UCTD. So mm-hmm. lupus, I've got, I think three of the four things you have to have to have lupus. What are, those, what are those things? Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I don't. <laughs> you want me to Google? What should I Google? Lupus? Yeah, uh, lupus. And I'll tell you if I've got it or not. Symptoms. Fatigue, fever, joint pain, stiffness and swelling. Joint pain. Joint pain, yes. Fatigue, uh, yes. Fatigue, yes. Butterfly-shaped rash on the face? No. Skin lesions that appear or worsen with sun exposure? No. Fingers and toes that turn white or blue when exposed to cold. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you have you got at least two. And then if you count the cold eh, hold on, is there more? Hello, internet. Chest pain? No. Shortness of breath? No. Dry eyes? Yes. Oh, Headache? that's uh Shrogan's. Shrogan's the, Shrog- the other one. Shrogan's right. <laughs> and headaches, confusion, and memory loss. Sure. <laughs> I, I, who, how do you qualify that? I don't know. But. <laughs> no, no. Gail, 
What keeps you, Gail, from swan diving <laughs> off the tallest building you can find? Tell us all how you're staying positive. I don't know. I just sit. I you did. It is what it is. I don't. I feel better than the last time I talked to you, so that helps. So okay, I don't know. You feel better. Is that things are improving? Yeah, like the the Plaquenil, which I am on for the UCTD has taken the joint pain, I don't want to say completely away, but to a point that is definitely tolerable. Okay. And it's not there all the time. Well, that's good. How long have you mm-hmm. been feeling better? Mm, I don't know. Maybe six, seven, eight months. And you, you attribute that to the new medication? Mm-hmm. I do. All right. Is there concern that it will stop working? Um, no, I haven't really thought about that. So I'm like Santa Claus over here Thanks. With, with, the, with the happiness. I was like, yeah, have you considered it might not work anymore? You're like, shut up, idiot. No, I hadn't. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> what made you want to come on today? This is the, I don't know, follow up from the last one. Because I, I said the last time that I thought I was more doom and gloom. And I thought that that was what I was. And, and, off as. All right. So now we've got a good background. Do you remember what episode you were on before by any chance? No. Five something. I don't remember what one though. Five something. Like, no. Let me see if I can figure it out. God knows. So when you were on previously on whichever episode I'm about to figure out you were on, um, mm-hmm. did you come away feeling like that? Just when you listened back, were you like, oh my God, that doesn't sound like who I feel like I am? That was before I listened to it, but yeah, that's what I was like. I wonder if that's how I came across (laughs) because it's not how I am. Right. So this was, uh, let me, did I call your episode Gale Force? Yes. Yeah. Gale has type 1 diabetes and a number of other autoimmune issues. You know, you know, it's bad when I just say, and a number of other autoimmune issues, because if I start (laughs) listing them out, I'm afraid people will look in their pocket and be like, oh my God, like, what are we doing here? Um, But, but. So, all right. So we got done recording and you just felt Mm -hmm. like I've laid my life out and I don't (sighs) like the way it sounded. Is that about right? That's in my head. Yes. That's what I was worried about. Okay. And, and did you make steps towards addressing that? What do you mean? I don't know. Did you change something? You, You start meditating? Oh, no. I think I just started feeling better. Cause I don't, think i felt that well when i talked to you and so it was fairly new right and but you don't recognize it when it's happening is that right probably like day to day you don't think oh i sound bummed out or i don't like oh yeah i doubt it yeah do you think your family knows i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure they see a difference Nobody mentioned it. Nobody had the balls, Gail, to speak up. <laughs> I don't think they're afraid of me, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. You don't, nobody's really said anything. Yeah. Like nobody's just looked at you and been like, hey, your husband hasn't said, hey, you've been more pleasant or you look like you feel better. <laughs> or, he has not. No. Okay, he doesn't have any balls. Then I would do it. I'd be, uh, <laughs> I, uh, Gail, I, I pride myself. 
in honesty over my own happiness. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably not a good yeah. idea, but mm, sometimes no, but <laughs> yeah, but there've been times where I've said to Kelly, I'm like, you know, Hey, what you're doing right now, it's really working for you. Like you seem happier, or better, mm-hmm. like you feel better or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he said stuff like that. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, do you feel better now? Not because so not because I gave you like basically like I gave you the opportunity to kind of go through things again and re-explain yourself. Do you feel better about how you said it this time, or do you think it's just so what it is that you can't dress it up? Probably both. I don't. There's. I mean, there's nothing really to dress up. It's just, yeah, it is what it is. It's not. I don't know, you can't really. I don't know. Yes, and then I also feel better. So. And you feel better. That helps. That helps a lot. Have you been able to add like um, physical activity into things that like tell, tell people what besides the medication, is there anything else that kind of made things better? Um, well, I, I have jogged for the last, I don't know, 10 years or so. So that, that kind of went, it didn't go completely away when I was feeling worse, but um, that's gone back up. I want to, train for another half marathon one more time mm-hmm. um that kind of thing so oh. i do do that and i've been swimming which helps with the joints age is not helping with the joints as well <laughs> so there's that with running but um where do you feel at your knees yeah. where do what where do you feel at your knees your ankles where does it knees knees more so now anything that Hips. helps Hips it no, no, it's just randomness, and that's that that joint pain, like the knee pain and the hip pain. That that more to me is just because I'm getting older, and there's arthritis in there and that kind of thing. I have a hard time arguing with that because I just had what I was told, like, "Oh, we're going to clean your knee up," and I was like, "Okay." So you know, mm-hmm. the guy's like, "No big deal." Look at the MRI. He goes, "I'm just going to meniscus is a little torn. I'll trim it," and then I wake up. And there he is. And he goes, so, um, you know, we'll talk tomorrow at your appointment. But uh, there's more in there than I thought. And I was like, oh, mm. great. Uh, you know, and then he shows me these pictures. And, you know, arthritis. I don't know how to, like, quantify arthritis. I've never thought about it before. But it was just this fuzziness, the fraying of, like, ligaments. And, mm-hmm. he, you know, he basically cut all the fraying out. And he says, hey, the outside of your knee looks like you're 20 years old. I was like, right. And he goes, the inside. I mean, I don't know. You'll definitely need a replacement in five years. And I was like, wow, where does does your bedside matter? Guy's so smart. He's just like, says what he thinks, which I guess I appreciate. Mm -hmm. But he's like, but maybe 10 years, maybe never. And he he does the like, maybe never at the end. I'm like, was that the hopeful part that I'm supposed to like? It feels like you're telling me I'm getting my knee replaced one day, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But so it sounds like, yeah, but it was really, um, I don't know. Um, I'm 50, you know, like I, it shouldn't have been like some like surprising thing, but when he said it, it was, I was like, but oh, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's going to happen to me. Like, mm-hmm. and that happened to other people. You know what I mean? I'm a podcast. Right. Gail. Like no, I, I should be it. treated differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you, and you, as an example, like, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but sometimes I stalk people while I'm talking to them. You're like mm. this adorable little person. 
<laughs> I'm an adorable little person. You're like an adorable little person. Like, let me guess from your photos. What are you, like 5'5"? Five, 5'6". Five? Five, uh-huh, right? You're just adorable. Close. You have like a little nice way about you. Like your face is pleasant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, you make me think that if we were in high school together, you would have been like the energetic friend that everybody liked. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> is it any is it anywhere near accurate? No, no, not at all. <laughs> you a horrible person, Gail, who No, no? I was just kind of nerdy. <laughs> oh, okay. But within your little nerdy group, right? No? I suppose. Yeah, you I suppose. Don't, I don't sure. I love how difficult you are, Gail. I, I it says something about me that I absolutely love talking to you and you fight me every step of the way. <laughs> 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 probably true <laughs> probably true oh my god <laughs> so, <laughs> I, this is my own fault i'm now looking at my own relationship and i'm going oh i see this is my fault i, I like this. <laughs> 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 oh my god uh do you hassle your husband like this or do you let him live he says i do i don't i don't see it but yeah okay. well let's just say you're right um <laughs> <laughs> How how, how aware are your kids about your situation? Um, they know. I mean, they know everything. Yeah. Do you think you have lupus? Would somebody characterize you that way? That, you know, when people, because explaining the UCT, the whole thing is, I don't know. It gets confusing. It is just easier to just say lupus because <laughs> I, I, whether it actually ever progresses to that, I don't know, but, um, that's where it's leaning toward. Okay. All right. Um, I I usually don't ask a question like this, but I think it fits here. I I mean, I need you to, maybe you don't know, right. But like, what's your plan? Like, do you have like a plan? Do you get up in the morning with a goal in mind? Do you work? Um, Um, I work, so before I had my first son, I worked, uh, as a paralegal and then, um, I went part-time in private practice. I was in prosecution side and then I went to private practice because I worked part-time after he was born. And then my second son was born and I stayed home. Um, so I don't, I do like work from home stuff, like, uh, legal dictation stuff, Mm -hmm. transcription, I should say not dictation, but, um, so I do that. And then it's not, you know, it's just like some extra money, but then, um, I'm also the Casa volunteer. I do that as far as the future goes. I don't know. I don't know. Um, my youngest son just, he's finishing up fifth grade and I have another one going into high school. So I'm not needed as much, you know, the older they get, but yeah. but I don't know. Your health is basically like, it's not up to you. It, for the most mm-hmm. part, like the the type ones, the only thing you probably have some like sway over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, it, did I ask you this last time? Like, of all these things, if you could give one of them away, which one would you give away? I don't remember if you did or not. I always which find this question interesting because nobody answers it the way I expect them to usually. Like, so if I said to you, we can get rid of one of these right now, like I'm, I have my finger where I think you're going to answer, but what would you say? I would probably say connective tissue disease. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say MS. 
Um, that that one's been kind of at bay, so that's probably why I don't pick that one. Yeah. The, so the connective tissue has the biggest impact on you day to day. Yes, or it has most recently. In in what ways recently? Well, I mean, just because it's the most recent diagnosis, but like, um, so be, the way it came out, how we figured it out was because I had um, frozen shoulder, but in both shoulders mm-hmm. at the same time, which is not common, I guess. Um, but that one, I still, I'm like unfreezing right now. So it's, I have more range of motion, but it's still there on both sides. How are they working and on it for you? Um, I had physical therapy and I did cortisone injections. I don't know. I don't think really either one did that much help. I think it's just been time. I could have, I met with a, an orthopedic person last winter, like or last fall. And we kind of gave it. I said, I think that is starting to unfreeze. So let's see where we are in December. Cause they were an option that I could have done was, um, manual manipulation under anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's like how I understand it. It's, um, real intense physical therapy afterwards, like really bad. So I don't know, December came around and it was starting to feel better. So I just said, let's just let it unfreeze itself. Cause I, I, in the orthopedic guy said too, he said, with the connective tissue disease, I don't know that it's going to do, it could help, it could not. It was a 50-50 flip because he didn't He didn't really have anybody with connective tissue disease that had frozen shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't sure how it would all work together. The connective tissue disease, do they, besides the symptoms, is there a blood test or other testing they can do for it? Uh, yeah, that was the... Um, Oh, anti-nuclear antibody, I think. Okay, and that comes back as like positive. That or... came back positive, but the most, like I think the last three blood draws I've had, it's come up negative since being on the Plaquenol. Plaquenol. So it's it's like, I don't want to say in remission, but in remission, I guess. Because of the medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You stop the medication, you go back to where you are. Probably. Yeah. I don't and, know. And that's but, um and that's yeah. the monthly that's not the Plaquenols. No, that's, no, a that's, daily. A, that's a pill, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the other one is the infusion monthly. But I don't take the infusion anymore. Right, because it stopped working. Because it stopped working. Gotcha. Gal. <sighs> yes. How is your type one doing? Um, so I when the infusion quit working, I went on a medication called Boomerity for the MS and that caused uh, flushing incidents, which then made my blood sugar skyrocket. <laughs> it would be like, uh, so I'd be, I don't know. It happened two or three times a week is how often it would happen. We tried all the other medication to help try to make that not happen but it kept happening. So it, I would be, you know, say I was 95 and then all of a sudden it would go boom and I'd be up to 300 within 10 minutes. Mm. And, um, you know, then I'd spend the next however long getting it back down. So that being said, my last day when C was, I think five, nine. Oh, <laughs> okay. so well, I'm good. sure that this, I get another one next week and I'm sure that that one's going to have gone up some, but, um, We'll see. Were those spikes, were they at least 
consistent? Like when you saw them, was there a way you could bolus for them? Uh, I was taking a Frezza for them to bring them down. Ah, that's a good idea, probably. So um, I you, did do boluses, but it took forever to get down. Mm-hmm. Are you looping? Yes. So you loop and use a Frezza for spikes and for meals? Um, I use I don't use a Frezza all the time, just um, for spikes mostly. And then if I'm going to have a really high-carb meal, then I will. Mm-hmm. How did you? Um, if not, then I usually. The doctor was cool about giving it to you when you asked? He didn't want to at first, and I said I would like to try it, and he said okay. So then he wrote a prescription for it. Man of a conviction. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the one that quit too. So. <laughs> it doesn't have a stick to itive nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it yeah. be in personal <laughs> conversations or professionally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to try a Frezza. No, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's how that works. <laughs> I find that you want a little look into my mind, Gail. I find that mm-hmm. the most disturbing thing you've said in the last 46 minutes. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> because why, why no if yes is there? Like, like what, oh. it means he has no real opinion. Yeah. And if he has no opinion, then he has no knowledge because he's not working off of anything. He just heard something and went, uh, no. And you went, come on. And he was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think he'd ever prescribed it before, so I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> then he shouldn't have said no. <laughs> he should have said, you know, I've never really prescribed this before. Why don't we look into it? <laughs> Not That would probably have been a better option. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. No, no. Really? I mean, okay, if you want to. And, and so have you, <laughs> have you had any side? I mean, he didn't, I shouldn't say he said no, but he advised of all the things that were not necessarily good. And I said, I still want to try it. So the side effect stuff that's on the sheet, on their sheet. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I put it, you know, I put in a Frezza episode out today. Oh, really? Yeah. That's uh what do they call that? Coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's nothing magical, really. Uh, but so have you had any of those things like the coughing or? No. No. I haven't, I have not had any issues with it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you must feel like. And this is me putting myself into your situation, but you must feel like whatever, like what could possibly go wrong, right? Like, like <laughs> at this point, yeah, who yeah. cares, right? Do you even wear a seatbelt? I do, <laughs> <laughs> and I do care what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. Do you, have you ever hit that thought where you're like, I have to be out of bad things that are going to happen to me? Like, I must have no, used mine. I've never thought that. You've never no. thought that. I guess you, there's no. nothing about your situation that says that something isn't about to happen huh i mean no No. i mean no i don't really think that you don't feel that way either not really okay well that's cool not most not most of the time right maybe when the first diagnosis comes around but so if you were at a party and someone came up to you and said hey you want to snort heroin you wouldn't be like sure (laughs) whatever you'd be like no i would like to stay alive longer please correct all right well that's good news (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you ever want a win like what's it like to not be able to get like like what did it feel like for this new medication to work i guess is my question like the that's a win right you got a win they don't come that often for you i would imagine no i don't i don't i don't know if i view it as a win i guess i could is in because i feel better i just i don't want to take any more medication i don't that would be a win to me. It's not having to take it anymore. Right. 
like just be insulin. That'd be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Not, not funny, but interesting. The idea of like this thing that so many people curse all the time. You're like, could we just get back to me having diabetes? Right. Yeah. Um, it, just for people's edification in case they don't go back and listen to the other episode. Uh, if mm-hmm. they, it, any other like autoimmune through your parents' lines? Uh, my dad's side. Yeah. He's got rheumatoid arthritis and I'm not sure what else, but Oh, he had, he had the goiter too. He had a multi-nodular goiter. He had his taken out maybe three or four years ago. Hmm. Yeah. My, my grandma had the same thing. Okay. And she lived 89. You said she did. Mm -hmm. All right. You're not like, I want to be like any words of wisdom to people, but I feel like you'd be like, no, (laughs) not really. I don't have any words of wisdom. (laughs) I don't. So it's, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Are you listening to the podcast still? I am because cool. I listen on my runs. Thank you. How am I doing? Let's let's move this on to me for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> give, give you a break. <laughs> so, am I getting any better at it? Um, I think you've done about the same for hmm. the last. I don't know however long I've listened. Year is, or so. Is that bad? Two years. Or, no. No? Okay. <laughs> I did listen to a couple of really old ones. I don't know how long ago. So you've gotten better since then. That's, yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it would stand a reason. But um, <laughs> even just the microphone being better, right, is like. A, oh, yeah. It's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, you can tell that. Yeah, of course. Huge difference. I just, I, I, just a moment ago when you said that, I was like, God, I've made no strides whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, shh. Well. <laughs> Well, at least it's consistent at a level that you're okay with, right? Yeah. I mean, what, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> Give me an example. What are you thinking that you've gotten better at? <laughs> See, I just think you're fucking with me, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no. I am not, no. I know you're not. Again, I'm going to have to reevaluate my own um my own relationships because as you started talking, I was like, why is she messing with me right now? And then I'm like, she's not, Scott. She she's really not. is asking. She's yeah. nice. <laughs> and she's just being nice. <laughs> I had to cover my mouth. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, am I letting people talk more? Yeah. Yeah, I would say on that one. All right. Um, when I talk more, do you find yourself thinking like, shut up or do you think there must be a good reason he's talking more today sometimes it just depends on on the situation what the situation yeah yeah listen Mm -hmm. i have to be honest with you i've listened to episodes where i've thought i wonder why the hell i didn't stop talking there and then you know there's times when i've thought i wish you all knew that i was was talking for a good reason and i don't want to like impugn anybody who's come on but sometimes people don't uh they don't have the gift of gab sometimes and you got to fill for sure. them a little bit. So, you know, but I, I, I know it goes either way. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not unaware. I've been using a thing where I can see my percentage of time talking versus the other person. And I check it once in a while to just make sure I'm somewhere near 50, 50. You know what I mean? Like during the episode you do? I can't do it during the episode. It's afterwards. Okay. Afterwards. I, have a, I have a process okay. that does a, um, does a transcript for the show. And it, mm-hmm. it'll actually tell the percentage that I spoke versus the percentage that somebody else spoke. And uh, I like I like about a 60-40 because mm-hmm. I also do ads and bumpers and everything. So if it comes out about 60-40, it's about right. Um, 
So like, I'm actually looking now at a couple of them. Like I just did one with Jenny where we were 60, 40. Here's one where the, um, the person I interviewed was 68% to my 32%. What do you think of that? Hmm. They must've had a lot to say. I don't know. Maybe I was sleepy. Can you imagine if it was just, I was like, just keep talking. This is fine. I'm not into it today. I don't actually usually feel that. I've never, the the amount of times that I've been, I've done a podcast where I thought, please, I I don't want to do this. It's it's only Mm -hmm. like once or twice. And it's usually because I don't feel well or something like that. Sure. So here's one with me and Jenny, 54, 46. Look at this. There you go. I'm telling you, I figured that part out. It took one nasty email from somebody. I was like, geez, all right, hold on. I'll go. I'll check myself. Let me go. (laughs) That's all it took. Yeah, Gail, this is not an invitation for other people to send nasty emails about (laughs) that they want changed in the podcast. I don't want to hear your complaints, but um, well, that's pretty much it. How much does your husband help you with all this? Are you just on your own? Like you talk about all the medications and obviously different symptoms and things that happen, pains and et cetera. Like, how much can another person be helpful to you? And how much do you want? Oh, that's, um, he, I mean, he helps when I, when I ask, or, I mean, he offers to, like, if he knows I'm extra, extra tired one day, he'll, you know, he'll step up and do more, that kind of thing. And he does that anyway, I should say. He's a good guy. I don't, I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, don't know. Yeah, your I answer should. tracks, your answer tracks that you've been married somewhere between 19 and 23 years. Am I correct? Uh, it'll be 18 this year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's funny. <laughs> so your husband, oh, him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he loves the kids. <laughs> Oh, he loves me. I know he does. <laughs> He's somewhere right now going, I mean, like, I haven't thought about killing her recently. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably true. <laughs> Do you think people uh, who have not been married as long hear that and they think like, oh, that won't be me. <laughs> that won't be me. I know exactly. Yes. I'm sure I thought that same way. <laughs> the other yeah. magical words are from when I was young. Uh, she's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> She won't be. Let me me tell everybody something. We're all like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of us are like that. The more you Mm -hmm. age, the more you'll be like that. It's not a thing Mm -hmm. that you can fight against or that I did wrong and you're going to do right or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You go ahead and have a poached egg with somebody 15 years in a row (laughs) every morning or whatever your thing is. Oh, my God. You think uh, you think this marriage is just a, a structure of like old government, right? To keep us together and keep the family together and stuff like that. Like you're fighting yeah. against something that's that's not natural right now. So is everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that before. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Gail, tell me a little something about young nerdy Gail. <laughs> like what? What do, you re- what do you remember about her fondly? I shouldn't say. What do I remember? What? About young nerdy Gail, like something fond do you remember about yourself from your youth? Oh, like I don't know that I was so nerdy. I was just really quiet. So nobody, I was always afraid to talk to people. So I don't, I don't know why, but 
I don't know. But I think I'm the same person as I was. Like, the part of me that's talkative was there. I just didn't, like, let it out. Because you were uncomfortable around other people? Yeah. Yeah. What changed? I don't know. I was always just worried about what people thought about me and self-esteem, that kind of thing. Do you still feel that way? No. No. What stopped it? Um, therapy. <laughs> oh, nice. Too much. Do you still do that? Yeah. Uh, no, he quit too. So, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? <laughs> I am serious. <laughs> okay. Oh, you shocked me. All right. Oh. <laughs> practice and he just doesn't see you anymore no, oh, okay. I think he's, still, he's moving on to something else oh my god right. well now that's the most surprising thing you've said <laughs> so i'm at a good stopping point so it's okay <laughs> oh you were like it's fine i'm pretty good now thanks yeah, yeah yeah so you actually worked through some of the ways you felt as a person in therapy stuff that yeah. tracked through your entire yeah. life Pretty much, Look at yeah. you being an adult. Good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, took a while. It took a while. How much did it cost? You think round numbers? I don't know. Tens you know, of thousands. You go there. <laughs> what you, you think tens of thousands? No, no. No, not that much. Okay. Good. Not good, that good, much. good. 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 Um, <laughs> are you on anything? <laughs> have you ever been depressed? Yeah, I've taken antidepressants before. I am not now. No. Okay. Do you need to be? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, if you did, literally no one would judge you. You understand that, right? <laughs> like, I do. Well, yeah, I'm sure yeah. people would, but I no, don't. No, it doesn't no matter. But <laughs> No one that heard this would judge you. If, they, if at the end you were like, I do take right. antidepressants, we'd all be like, oh, that tracks. Uh, you know? <laughs> you know? Right. I can see why. I, I mean, seriously. No. You don't, do you drink? Uh, socially. You do the weed, anything like that? No, I was um, for the connected tissue pain but i don't anymore i haven't a while what Mm-mm. stopped you did it not help or did you feel weird doing it and you're just no because i just just feeling better to where i don't I didn't feel like i needed it nice was the weed helping before the plaques i, I can't think of the like, plaque yeah uh yeah we did help just like edibles yeah edibles oh okay you weren't smoking or vaping? No, I don't. I don't know. Oh, look at you drawing a line in the sand. Okay. All right. Well, I run. I don't. <laughs> you know, well, you did a Fresno. Good. Well, that's true. See? Did yeah. your husband ever steal your weed? Were you ever like, hey, that's mm. for my connective tissue disorder? No. 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 I see. Did he? Did you feel judged for doing that? Was it, was it a difficult decision to make? No, he was pretty encouraging about it. Is it something Actually. you would have told other people? I have told a couple people that i mean not a ton but yeah like you weren't hiding it did the weed lead to extra sex is that why he was good with it <laughs> no no because that's the only reason i could i wouldn't judge anything that led to extra sex i'd be like what do you need to do smoke meth that's fine we're having sex afterwards All right. so <laughs> i mean i don't love the teeth part but okay <laughs> yeah um okay all right how do you think we did this time i feel better this time yeah what do you think was different is it just that you feel better? Probably. 
because it's more of me like what my real self feels like yeah. instead of not yeah right so you to me your episode besides being shocked by how many people have literally abandoned you professionally um, <laughs> is uh, the, the episode to me is about a couple of things I think talking to you highlights perspective in a really amazing way. It just, you know, if you're just living with type one diabetes and you're running around with your head down, like, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere out there, Gail's got 17 other things happening and, and, and she's, she's going, you know, I need to perspective. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also think that it highlights how important it is to feel as good as you can feel. And especially if you just have type one or you, or you have thyroid celiac, some things that are manageable through your actions or, or, you know, a simple medication or something like that. The idea that, and, you know, I used to talk about a lot more when the podcast was younger, but I don't know if I say it enough anymore. You deserve to be the person you are. And, Mm -hmm. and some people get that. I know it's not fair. Some people just get that. But if you keep your blood sugar in a lower stable range, you get to actually feel like yourself. If you put your thyroid levels where they belong, under two, not at four or five, or eh, it's okay, you get to feel like you're supposed to feel. You know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. if you've got if you've got celiac and you don't eat gluten, you get to feel the way you're supposed to feel. Like it's important, you, you know. And and if you can get to the other side of it, because it's not always easy. If you can get to the other side of it, it pays you back. Like you. I mean, we're just saying you feel better now, but your life is better now than the last time we spoke, right? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what this was about to me, plus laughing at you in inappropriate ways. <laughs> you know it's hard to laugh at a person who has MS? <laughs> no, I don't, but yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, like I have to like, like when you jump on, I say to myself, treat Gail like everybody else. And you're not mm-hmm. the only person I have that conversation with like there's some people i look at their litany and i'm like don't treat this person any differently than you would treat everybody i don't know if that's right or wrong it just that's how it occurs to me like that that's what you would want i guess i could have asked you what you would have wanted but you know that's well yeah (laughs) you could have but yes that's what i would i don't like yeah i don't need special treatment yeah I, i would find it insulting actually yeah if i was you and I could be 100% wrong, as I don't have... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I see both ways. So, yeah. But, I mean... Not that I'm like... Not, <laughs> I guess I always have consideration for it, too, I guess, but... Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't have broken into some, like, ham-fisted 1980s MS joke or something like that. Like, I don't mean that far. I just mean, like, Mm-mm. you're a person. This is your life. I don't see why we would treat it any differently than anything else. Sure. Talking about it. And yeah. Unless you were uncomfortable with it, and then I would assume you wouldn't be here. Because Correct. you know me well enough to know what's about to happen. So I mean, I laugh about it. So Yeah. So you have a good sense of humor. If I didn't laugh about it, then I don't maybe I would approach it differently. But yeah. it's I'm okay with it. Good. That's excellent. Did 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 little young like Gail play Dungeons and Dragons or she just, yeah, just no. Not, just oh, look at you. <laughs> no. You're like, no, I don't do what those people do. No, no, no. I see. Okay. How did you um uh, were you quiet when you met your husband? Uh, so the, the first time I met him, no. But then um, on our dates, yes, I was very quiet. Did he, did he pursue you romantically or did you pursue him? Um, 
I think I pursued him. Okay. Nice. He was, I'm um, I'm remembering like, right. If you're remembering correctly. Well, you've been married for 18 years. How long have you been together? Oh, um, probably 25-ish. Wow. Look at you. Yeah, we dated a while before. Long time. We got married. All right. Gail, this is weird mm-hmm. because I do believe I could talk to you forever. <laughs> and it wouldn't have to be a, and it wouldn't have to be about anything. Like if this was just four hours of us just like going back and forth like this, I feel like it would mm-hmm. be a good use of my day. <laughs> but oh, okay. Yeah. The tr- look at I'm you. glad. Yeah. Look, were you just like was did that strike you oddly? Uh a little bit. Oh. I think that therapist should have stayed a couple more weeks, Gail. <laughs> 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 Do you need me to tell me, I could tell you that you're worthy of love? Do you need me to say that? No, oh, I okay. don't. All right. <laughs> I, didn't think you I did. get it. I get it. No, it just, it was funny. You paused. You're like, oh, thank you. So, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I didn't accepting compliments like that sometimes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't know. Like you, it's funny. You don't, you don't check a couple of my boxes for, easy conversation like your your speech pattern and mine don't mix but Mm -hmm. i but i don't have trouble waiting for you but there are some people (laughs) but but there are some people that when i have to wait for them i hate it but i don't hate it Mm. i don't hate it with you for some reason my midwestern slowness is that what (laughs) yeah yeah that (laughs) but but there are times when it's happening where i i'll literally like take a piece of this whiteboard and i'll write like slow down on it because mm. and there are times when it happens and I'm irritated by it and I have to let that go while we're talking. You it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me with you. And you mm. and you, you, you I don't know. I don't know why we get along so well. Do you feel like we get along well? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I do, do too. feel that way. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for a couple of these diseases, I'd put you on my short list if Kelly dies, is what the short list is called. <laughs> But Thanks. I don't think my insurance can handle all this. So. Probably not. It's a lot. I, I don't think I'd be able to take care of you. <laughs> no. I just, um, I, I just, uh, 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 somebody I really like a lot who works with me with one of the advertisers is uh, leaving their job. And we were having that mm-hmm. conversation yesterday, which happens, you know, you, these long relationships with people that are business and, and, um, and, and we were getting done. I was like, you're definitely on my if Kelly dies list. And she's like, she's <laughs> like, we are so good on the phone together. I was like, right, we should never meet each other. This would be how our relationship mm-hmm. would be, just on the phone. We're very good like this. Um, mm-hmm. But she laughed and she did not reciprocate. So, no, <laughs> I, I didn't hear her go like, oh, good, you're on mine. She must have seen a picture of me, I'm guessing. Uh, but <laughs> you actually, you. I mean, I don't know you, obviously, but the way you carry yourself reminds me of my husband a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. And he's a very smart, handsome man. Is that correct? He is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what about, what do you think about it? Like, uh, I just, there's just, I don't remember. It was a long time ago that I heard one episode that you were talking about. I don't remember. You were at the school or something and a lady like told you to go a certain way in the parking lot. I cannot remember what it was off mm-hmm. the top of my head. It was, uh, I don't know, and it pissed you off, and you just kept 
I don't know, you drove by and waved at her instead of doing what she told you to do. <laughs> because <laughs> some of you said you don't like being told what to do or something along those lines. Yeah, that I think is a psychological issue, but I am, I'm not good with being told what to do. I'm better at it as I that's, get older. That's my husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm assuming I grew up with somebody telling me what to do, and I didn't appreciate it when I was younger, probably. Um, but it helps you sometimes. Like, there are times... You know, uh, right before you and I spoke, I got off the phone with, um, if you don't care about this, just tell me and I'll stop talking. But my my mom just beat cancer. Mm-hmm. So uh, 79 years old. So she beat it, beat it? Like, she's in remission. And, oh, that's great. Um, very cool. Found out on a Friday, yay, my mom beat cancer. The next day, mm-hmm. my mom got COVID. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So anyway, more happened that weekend, which I won't be talking about yet on the podcast, but you'll hear about one day. It was a mm-hmm. weird weekend. Anyway, my mom gets COVID the next day after being told that she's in remission. And they immediately move her because my mom lives, you know, I don't know what to call it. And they don't call them kennels when you're old, but whatever it is, you know what I mean? And um, I mean, it's like a kennel for people. Let's be honest. Sure. Yeah. And it's a nice one, but you know she lives in a room you know she's got some stuff a television and you know a bathroom Mm -hmm. and they move her to another part of the place where the they call it the covid wing and they tell her you have to stay here for 10 days so four or five days into it my mom calls me and she's like i feel better i'd like to get the hell out of here and i was like mom look they said 10 days you know i think it's a protocol and she's like i don't care and i was like okay so i begin calling people and saying, look, what can we do to get my mom out of there sooner? We can't, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so like the eighth day comes around and they call me up and they say, the doctor wants to keep your mom here for 20 days. I was like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're not doing that. And well, he's worried because, you know, she just, she's, you know, just finished chemo. And I said, you're worried about a 79 year old lady that had a complete hysterectomy, treated the pain after that, with Tylenol and Advil, and then wow. six months later, after six rounds of chemotherapy, was in remission. You're worried about, and she kicked cancer, or the COVID was gone in four days. And I was like, what is it you're worried about exactly? She's like, well, she could mm-hmm. be more susceptible. I'm like, more susceptible to what? Something worse than ovarian cancer, chemotherapy, and COVID? What are we talking about? I was like, she's yeah. okay. And I was like, and if it gets her, she's 80. Let her go. <laughs> I told my mom that. My mom laughed. She's like, thanks a lot. I'm like, I was I was trying to make your point for you, mom. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> but then today I got the call. Today's her 10th day. And they are going to give her a, a PCR test today. She needs to be negative. They'll do it again tomorrow. If she's negative, they're letting her out. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you that the only reason my mom isn't spending 20 days in that room is because of however it is I'm wired. Mm-hmm. Because my brother brothers yeah. heard it and they were like, oh, that's a shame. I was like, hmm, we're fixing this. Yeah, that's, that would be my husband. Yeah. Well, yep. yeah. We're, I said, and, and if it's the right thing to do medically, well, I'm not getting in the way of that. But sure. if this is just some arbitrary thing, you know, going back a half an hour to your story where your doc, you were like, can I do a Fresno? He's like, no. And you're like, come on. He's like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I, mean? I just thought like <laughs> yeah. this guy's saying something because it's written down on a piece of paper in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's got no reason for keeping my mom yeah. there for 20 days. Without thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. So Sometimes you come off like an asshole, and sometimes it's really helpful. Mm-hmm. What do you or both. Do? Yeah, or, or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess there are times that I've come off poorly. And um, do you want to hear one last story? 
Oh, sure. This is about my mom's kennel again. So um, <laughs> there's an emergency bell, right? Because you're old and you're going to fall. And you need to be able to like, <laughs> it's, it's, you're not getting out of this one. You know what I mean? You got to be able to call for mm-hmm. help. For months, my mom has told me, and I've been there and seen it. There's a little like deli bell in her room, like a little ding, 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 ding. ding. I said, mom, what's, what's this bell for? Yeah, you know, she goes, oh, the emergency bell doesn't work. And, um, and so they gave us this. I said, when you ring it, does anybody come? And she goes, no, not usually. <laughs> okay. okay, great. And then I'm there uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, mom, the brake on your walker is not working right. And I tried to fix it, but it was really broken. So I ordered a part for it. And, um, and, I, and we made sure that the staff knew, hey, my mom's one, one of the brakes on her walker doesn't work right. Okay, okay, we'll send somebody up to fix it. So apparently a guy comes up to fix it, breaks it worse because it was working a little bit, and then says to her, you should call the company and just leaves the room. So they leave her now with a walker with only one break. So my mom's, uh, you know, doing her business one day. She stands up, gets a little wobbly, reaches for the walker. The walker, ving, goes out from under. She falls mm-hmm. forward, hits her face on the wall, is laying on the floor, fresh from the bathroom, with blood pouring out of her nose because she's on blood thinners because she's a thousand years old. And, and mm-hmm. you know what she did? She pulled the emergency bell, which doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So um, after we found out my mom was okay, which she is, and everything was fine, I got on the phone and I said, uh, you know, we need the emergency bell to work immediately. And they said, oh, yeah, we're trying. We're working on it. It's hard to get people out to work on blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to my mom about it one day on the phone. And one of the nurses is overhearing our conversation. And I, and I hear this voice go, I'm sorry to overhear your conversation, but they're never going to fix that pill if somebody doesn't make an issue of it. And I said, are you telling me to make an issue of it? And she goes, well, you know, I wouldn't want to say that, but please. And I yes. was like, no problem. <laughs> I said, I'll get your bell fixed. So we get on the phone with people and it, it, it very immediately becomes obvious to me that they're just worried about being sued. My mom fell, she hit her face and they're, and they're talking, they're literally talking like, like lawyers gave them bullet points. Um, mm-hmm. And I just finally said, I said, listen, you don't know me. You don't know my mom. Nobody's suing you here. Like, we just want the bell to work. I said, my mom's old. The other people on the floor are old. They need this bell. It's a big deal. Like, get it fixed. It should be the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning. And then they tried to, this thing that people do now, like, well, you know, with COVID, I'm like, don't give me, you can't get the bell fixed because of COVID. Like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Fix, fix the bell. And they kept making excuses. And then the one person on the call says, well, I just want you to make sure you understand the bell works in her room. It just doesn't work at the nurse's station. And I went, what'd you say? (laughs) So she repeats it, which she shouldn't have done. Uh And I said, if I buy two walkie talkies and I give you one and I have one and they're our form of communication and mine works and yours doesn't work. I said, Angela, do we can have walkie talkies? <laughs> she, no. She's like, well, it works in my in your mom's room. And I said, Angela, I dare you to say that one more time. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> then the, the conversation escalated. I don't remember what happened next, uh, but it ended with me. I might have been yelling. And I mm-hmm. think I finished by saying the next time you call me, it will be to tell me the bell works. And I hung up on them. Mm-hmm. And like a couple of minutes later, one of them tried to call me back. And I just, you know, the little thing you can do on your phone where you can say, I'm sorry, I'm busy right now. I sent her that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she waited a couple of hours and texted me. 
and I, I responded to her text and I said, are you texting me to tell me the bell is fixed? And she said, no. And I said, then please don't contact me again. And three <laughs> days later, Gail, you want to know what happened? That's fixed. Yeah, that bell works fine now. So um, mm-hmm. anyway, my mom. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Sometimes you need just the squeaky wheel. And sometimes you need a wheel that yeah. yells at you and says the F word. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I tried being nice. <laughs> I just, I called. I was like, hey, I just need you to fix the bell. You know, and they, they weren't going to do it. They were going to make excuses it. and they weren't going to get it done. That's all. So I like your husband. It's not that hard. <laughs> Just do your I, I said to her, I was like, yeah. what's more important today than a facility who says they're going to protect old people from having an emergency system that works? I said, what, what could be more important for you to do today? There should be nothing else. You shouldn't pick up your phone. I don't want to hear you yeah. talking to your family. There's no, don't eat lunch until the bell works. It's not hard. Get it done. Get get it done. And then later I went to see my mom uh, before she got the COVID. And uh, I walk in down the hall and this nurse looks at me and just winks at me and gives me the thumbs up and keeps walking right past me. I was like, oh, that must be the lady who told me to get that bell. Was a thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know why we did all that. And if anybody made it this far, they're real fans of the podcast, Gail. So um, I want to thank them all for listening and uh, say thank you to you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I swear. I, I really do love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on a second. I want to thank Gail for coming back on the show and sharing her real self with us. I'd also like to thank Omnipod and remind you to go to Omnipod.com forward slash juice box. See if you're eligible for that free 30-day trial of the Omnipod Dash or if you're interested in the Omnipod 5. I'd also like to thank Dexcom, makers of the Dexcom G6 and the forthcoming Dexcom G7. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. See the speed, direction, and number of your blood sugar right there on your device or a receiver. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Hey, check out our private Facebook page, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes, 33,000 members and going. We add about 300 new people every week. You could be one of them. Tons of great conversation and insight from people just like you and from people who have been around diabetes a lot longer. 